From Warren NYC, it's Effort, a show based on our live storytelling series where female leaders and entrepreneurs share raw and personal stories of challenges they've overcome in their careers and what they learned in the hustle to achieve success. We're Warren. We plot with other women-owned businesses to take over the world. <laughs> We're actually a mission-based creative agency that works directly with female-run companies, campaigns, and products because we know that when women succeed, everyone succeeds. Hey everyone, welcome back to Effort Radio. Nicole Corbett here. And Carolyn Resch. And I'm Leela Feldmeyer. And today we're going to hear a story from Rachel Sheckman. She's the founder of Story, which is a retail concept that takes the point of view of a magazine, which changes like a gallery and sells things like a store. You're about to hear Rachel tell her story at Story. We hosted Effort at their F-word-themed story, um, which was all about feminism. The story we are about to hear from Rachel is a combination of stories. First, giving a little bit of insight into her career before opening story and a couple of times when she stumbled and how she got back up and used that to her advantage. And also some advice for how to stand out in a crowd, how to be memorable, and how to use that to help yourself be successful. Here's Rachel. So um, as someone who has a store that changes every three to eight weeks, you could probably guess I have a hard time focusing. Um, so what I'm going to do is, is give three, three lessons, life hacks, whatever. So the, the first comes in 2010. And what I'm going to read to you is um, before I was doing story, I was a consultant for 10 years, um, mashing up marketing, merchandising, and business development for big brands, small brands. And I did these retail experience tours for clients to problem solve. And then I did it for a conference in New York called Gel, uh, Good Experience Live. And if you don't know it, by the way, it's badass, so check it out. But um, so before it was like in vogue to do these experiential things, you know, he started in like 2001 doing these experience tours, and every year I'd do the retail experience tour, and like I'd always get the best rating until 2010, where I was the lowest rated person in the history of Gel. Um, <laughs> And it sounds funny until you get an email and someone shows you what people wrote about you. Because when we all fill out those surveys, you don't think it's going to get back to that person. Now, it just so happens that I'm friends with the organizer of the conference. Um, and he also knows, I see some of your faces, <laughs> but, but he also knows that I'd want that feedback, right? Um, or, or maybe I asked for it. So I, I won't read it all, but let's just say some of it's it wasn't my cup of tea. I've already given Rachel this feedback verbally, um, <laughs> but, many, but many of us on the tour were expecting a bit more structure and explanation. I think a lot of my teachers would say that too. Um, there wasn't much of that. Would have preferred blah, blah, blah. I was disappointed in the afternoon event. Um, I'd give it a three. Last year I went on the tour, I'd give it an eight or nine. Um, then there's some really not nice stuff, but I won't go there and read it. You get the gist. But I remember, I don't even know why I was in Washington, D.C., but I was in Washington, D.C., and I read this email, and I called. I'm super close with my parents, and I called my dad, and I was, like, hysterically crying. And by the way, like, sobbing. And, like, you can be bummed and, like, pissed off and hurt, but, like, my reaction didn't seem, you know, in proportion to, to what was happening, and I couldn't figure it out. And those who know me know that I'm like, I have a, I'm like a five-year-old, right? So anytime something happens, I'm like, but why, but why, but why? So I'm like, why the hell is this? Why am I freaking out? 
And, and I, learned an inter I learned a couple things, you know, like one of the things that I spent a lot of time thinking about was like, you know, the same things that work for us in life can also work against us. And so I can create a campaign and have an idea and it's like done in 60 seconds, right? So when the shit hits the fan and something goes wrong, I can create that same campaign just in a negative way. And it served me really well my whole life because when shit happened that I wasn't happy about or didn't sit well, I just manipulated what I wanted and then it worked out great. But here's the problem. I couldn't manipulate these words, right? Like this, I had no way out and I didn't have a frustration tolerance because my, creator, my creativity served me so well where I could navigate these situations so here I am, 20 whatever years old, reading this with no emotional skill set to be able to sit still and say, this sucks, what can I learn from it? And instead, I'm like heaving and crying because I just, there was no way out. And I think what I really took away from that day, I have a very visual memory. I communicate in analogies. My poor team is like traumatized by it. But it was that day where, where I kind of came up with this idea of Rachel University. And there could be Nicole University and Peter University. And the idea of Rachel University is this, is when shit goes wrong and we fail, right, it feels like there's no way out or it's seen as a negative. And listen, I'm not saying like it's always going to be like hunky-dory and like sunshine and lollipops. But what I realized is like I passed the class that I never have to take again. And like I never... Like, I knew that day, I was like, I had done it so many times. You know, I was probably a little like full of myself being like, oh, I'll get away last minute because I always do. I was way too cavalier. Um, and it all came across. I mean, they called my bluff 100%. And so, you know, any time there are these moments and I get that familiar feeling, which is now familiar, um, it, it's kind of the pause and like you can acknowledge that it sucks or that it's hurtful or bad, but it's also kind of like, all right, what class did I just pass that I never have to take it again? And then it really feels like you've just inherited a positive that, that at first glance looks like a negative. So, so that was number one, Rachel University. Um, the other two, uh, a little more cheery than that one, um, is uh, I have this bizarre passion for cold calling. Um, so, and it's true. Um, and I think, you know, when I first moved to New York, you know, you're 20 whatever years old, it's like one of the hardest things to do is like get a reservation at a new hot restaurant that you want to go to. And so I think, um, I w some friends wanted to go to a restaurant who were older than me and I wanted to impress them and they're like, well, there's no way we can get in. And I'm like, of course we'll be able to get in. And like, I, knew, I moved here, I didn't know a soul. So I'm like, shit, how are we gonna get into the restaurant? Um, so it was, for those old enough or who have been in New York long enough, it was five, nine, that's no longer in the meatpacking. So I remember it was a Thursday night and I call up and her name was Sarah. And, and so I call up and I'm like, hey, so I need a table for three on Thursday night at eight o'clock. Like, that's like the worst possible time on the living planet at a brand new hot restaurant you could ask for. Um, and she like laughed. She's like, you're like the 30th person in the past hour who's, who's asked for that, it's just not gonna happen. And I'm like, all right, I'll come like really early at seven o'clock um, and I'll bring chocolate. So now she starts laughing um, and she's like, I'm sorry, that's just not early. And I'm like, okay, I get it, you don't like chocolate. So I'll bring gummy bears. And if you don't like gummy bears, I'll bring gummy cherries. Like, what will it take? She's like, okay, fine. 
but I have to only, it can only happen at six. And I'm like, well, if I say yes to six, I'm lying because I'm not gonna show up at six and then that's disrespectful. So let's compromise on 6.30 and I'll bring chocolate, gummy bears, and gummy cherries. So deal done, I got the reservation. And here's the funny thing, I showed up with the gummies, of course, because I had to, that's what I said. And, and I got there and you would have thought I just gave her like a diamond ring and she brings me up all three floors, introduced me to all the waiters. This is Rachel and I'm thinking like, what the hell? Like, what just happened? So like, of course, the five-year-old in me, but why? So then I look at her and I'm like, why did you just introduce me to everyone? And she's like, people will say anything to get a reservation, but you did what you said you were gonna do and, and you made me laugh. I mean, it's kind of sad, right? If like I, me doing what I said I was gonna do, but, but I think the lesson is not doing what you say you're gonna do, but it was that moment when I realized anyone can be Peter, Nicole, Rachel, but like no one in this room is the gummy bear girl. So any other time I wanted a dinner reservation at that restaurant, I was the gummy bear girl. And it didn't matter what my name was because I just branded myself in a very short period of time. And so kind of what's come out of that is kind of the make yourself an adjective rule because what is that moment or that person? And listen, I obviously did not have a, an agenda <laughs> cold calling uh, the restaurant and, and branding myself the gummy bear girl. It just is what came out of that moment. You know, and in a practical sense, you know, a couple of years later, I was consulting for the Council of Fashion Designers of America and I launched their business partnership arm. And um, I wanted to do something with JC Penney for some reason, and it was a long time ago. And Mike Ullman was CEO. Um, this was pre-2008. Um, and so I called the main switchboard number. I don't know what made me think I was gonna get to the, to the CEO of JC Penney, but I did. But it, but it was really just that same idea, right? Like, people don't talk to maitre d's at restaurants and, and assistants oftentimes as equals, let alone with humor um, or focus or detail. And by the time, you know, the, the uh, operator put me through to the assistant and, you know, I charmed her after a phone call or two. I don't think it was gummy bears. I can't remember, but it was something. Um, you know, and then I got the call with Mike Ullman and a check in the mail two weeks later. So, so make yourself an adjective. We've got Rachel University, make yourself an adjective. And I think the last thing was a similar period of my life. Um, it was my first consulting job for Bliss Spas. Um, and I worked on their, their catalog, um, which back in the day had an annual circulation of, I think it was like 20 million. It was like a big deal and I love catalogs. And I was like the lunatic who was there till one in the morning because it had to be perfect and it had to be different and amazing. And there was like really shitty cell reception. It was in back in Dumbo when there was bad cell reception. Um, and so I would have to like leave to go to the freight elevator to get a signal. And so I went and I was listening to a voicemail and it was from my best friend from, from middle school in Connecticut and I had not called her back multiple times. And it, for whatever reason at that moment I thought, if I just take the elevator downstairs and I walk outside and I get hit by a car, am I gonna be like stoked that I nailed the layout and the catalog page or like stoked that I called my best friend back? And I think, you know, the, the, the lesson there is that, you know, 
tragedy or, or certain life experiences can make things, you know, give you perspective instantly, right? Like I always thought there should be an app. You know, you're yelling at the taxi driver and you press a button and then it talks about, you know, there was an earthquake wherever. Because it really, we don't have that, no one has that, I mean, maybe Buddhist monks, but very few people have that kind of perspective constantly day in and day out, right? Our egos get in the way, FOMO gets in the way. Um, and there was an experience, I think, it, what was it, two Christmases ago, where my aunt had an opening at her theater. And, you know, it wasn't her first opening. She's done this for 40 years. And Al Jazeera had reached out because they wanted to do a live news broadcast from the store. And I thought that was kind of cool. There's never been a live broadcast from the store. But I was already committed to going to my aunt's play, and I was late to the last one. But then again, she's my aunt, so she has to unconditionally love me, right? So the campaign and the storytelling, right, is like really working for me. I'm, I'm like kind of negotiating against myself with both experiences. And I just couldn't. Like in any moment, it's like, well, that's live TV, but then, and so then I just, I, like the, the mental kind of perspective button was if I walked out of the door and I got hit by a truck, not a pretty analogy, but. But like when you ask yourself that question, everyone in this room knows what I did, right? I went to my aunt's play. But so that was kind of my third Rachel University life hack story. So there you go. Thank you. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. If you have any topics you want to hear about, feel free to drop us a line at effit at warren.nyc. That's F-I-T at W-O-R-N N-Y-C. If you live in D.C. or New York City, or have a friend that you think would benefit from attending Effit, you can come see these stories in person, meet the storytellers, and meet incredible women just like you to support you and your hustle. Effit is completely free, and you can sign up on our website at WORN.NYC forward slash effort radio. That's warn.nyc forward slash FIT radio. Our show is produced by Carolyn Rush, Nicole Corbett, and Leela Feldmeyer with sound recording and mixing by Nicholas Quasi Hurt. may cause side effects such as quitting your job, asking for a raise, following your dreams, supporting other women, raising money, uncontrollable honesty, and extreme confidence.